0: Hey friends, Pastor Brandon here, and we are so excited that you logged on to stream our sermon content here at Community Covenant Church. We pray that it is uh, helpful, enjoyable, and that will help you grow into all that God has created you to be. We have other ways that we help you grow here. And first, that is through our gatherings on the weekend. Um, And it's also in groups as we gather together as the church uh, beyond the weekend. Um, And we are applying this sermon content and the gospel to our lives. And then lastly through mission opportunities both serving inside and outside the local uh, church and so what we pray is that this sermon content uh, is in no way replacing a meaningful relationship between you and a local church whether that's our church or another one in our area uh, we just would pray that this is supplemental to you and not a replacement of a meaningful engagement with a local church and so just praying uh, for you as you continue to grow and pray that God continues to uh, help you connect to a group of people that love you and know you. Blessings. So, pull out those Bibles that are on your seats right there. We're going to go to Ephesians chapter 3. We're going to be hanging out there for a few minutes this morning. Ephesians chapter 3 is page number 978. Page number 978. And if uh, you're new here today or don't have a Bible, that's our gift to you. Go ahead and take that with you. Uh, This, also, if you're here every week, that's just to remind you, man, we're not making this stuff up. We're just preaching what's in here, Uh, and uh, we're trying to uh, learn what it means to be a follower of Christ. Um, We're going to kick off a series today. Over the next few weeks, we're going to be spending time on how to become a church, or what a church looks like um, that's an only God church. Over the last nine months, uh, we've been journeying through what it, uh, discerning um, some of the inner uh, kind of the DNA, the workings of community covenant to try to figure out what would be our focus, our vision over the next three to five years. What would be our vision? What would be, a, what would, what would be the primary buckets that would get most of our energy, most of our resources, most of our prayer focus? Um, what would that be? And so over the next number of weeks, we're going to be just spending time on that, uh, on one at a time. There's four of them that we're going to be hanging out plus this little introduction week. What we're so excited about is that when we look back uh, at this season of our church, we're going to look back and we're going to say one thing. Only God. Only God could have done that. And, and that's going to challenge you as a, as a believer, as someone who just attends a church in general, like do you care enough to actually look back and say only God did that type of work? I, I, don't, I think this only God type of thing this only God type of concept, will move you way past sitting in a chair. It's gonna move you way past just doing devotions in the morning. It's gonna affect your heart in a way that says, and challenge you in such a way that says, do I believe in this stuff? When's the last time you've been through a season where you had to say, do I believe this? Like, Like I had to look at the text and say, do I actually believe what's going on in here? See, see, for the church in Ephesus, Paul's, this guy. Paul's writing to this church uh, called, you know, the, the, what the book of Ephesians is written to, and they're saying to them, "Hey, here's how you can be a church, a healthy, biblically functioning church. Here's how you can do it. Here's how you should do it. Here's what your foundation should look like. Here's how your practice should look. What your practice should look like. Here's how you should do it." In the first part of the book, he's all talking about theology. I mean, it's like just basic, like here's what it is. Hey, here's the gospel of Jesus. What's the good news? Why do we even uh, believe? What do we believe in? And he starts in Ephesians 3. He's gonna teach us about what it's like to have a church that only God put together. See, see here's the deal. In, first, in, in, in the first century, you had such major polarity in, in the culture. Like you had, you had massive uh, nationalities that would not even interact with each other, big parts of the culture that just were, you know, just were big class warfare, uh, gender warfare, the whole thing sounds nothing like today. Sounds nothing like today, right? And he says, here you can, Here's how you can be a church in the midst of that type of culture. So the Bible's not relevant to our society whatsoever, right? Here how, here's how you can be a church. And one of the biggest things that they were struggling with at this time was how can Jews and Gentiles be together in the same type of church? And what, what Paul is reminding them is that their, their salvation, that their, their, their core commonality has nothing to do with their nationality, nothing to do with their race, nothing to do with their socioeconomics, nothing to do with anything that you can see on a cultural perspective, but everything to do with their heart. And here's what I deeply believe is that when God puts a church together, he will do immeasurably more than we can even ask or think. If we can be a church that's healthy way before we are a church that's growing, we won't even know what to do with the fruit. The fruit might not look like maybe what we're expecting it to look like, but we'll become a deeper, more healthy church. And then we get fruit. It's this amazing concept. When God puts puts people together, and that church is healthy, and the church is actually rooted in biblically functioning, Paul says, you're going to look back and say, you're an only God church. Only God's going to get the credit for that type of work. And he'll do much more than we can even ask or think. The question is, do we believe that as a church? The question is, do we even, like, is our heart pulled into that at all? Should that even stir our affections, our hopes, our faith, our joy, our desires, any of that? Should that stir us at all? Like, do we believe in this stuff? Enough to say that we're an only God church. And so that's what we're going to kind of journey through today is, is verse 10. Through twenty, And this is what, God, this is what Paul's going to say. If we're an only God church, here's what we're going to experience. Some of the stuff that's in uh, Acts 3. This is what it says in verse 10. When God puts people together, this is what Paul's teaching us. God's purpose in all of this was to use the church to display his wisdom and its rich var- variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was his eternal plan, which he carried out through Christ Jesus our Lord. Because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now boldly and confidently, and, uh, now come boldly and confident into God's presence. So please don't lose heart because of my trials here. I'm suffering for you, so you should feel honored. When I think of all of this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts. As you trust in him, your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And you may have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever. Amen. All right, so here's a few things that we're going to experience if we do this. If we become an only God church, here's what we're going to experience. Paul just shows it to us, is that we're going to experience only God purpose. Only God purpose. He says, why would God put people together in a local church? Why would God put people together in a church that actually sees fruit? He says God's purpose in all of this was to use his church to display his wisdom. Use his church to display his wisdom and show the reconciliation of the entire world back to him. Like when you're looking at the local churches, it's actually, the church has existed way past any empire that's ever been said to rule the earth. It's been the only thing that's lasted millennium's worth of years. Why? Because it's based off something that's actually worth, the that can actually hold on to what this is. It's based off Christ. So he's the centerpiece, the cornerstone of this church. And when we are like this, he says we're gonna experience this type of purpose. That, that, that God in his reconciliation, his view, his mission to reconcile the entire world, it's moving through the local church, and into the world. When we experience this type of only God experience, we are going to be deeply aware of God's purpose to restore all things back to God. We're going to, that's gonna be our heartbeat, our mission. And the question is today, do we even care about that? Do we have that purpose? Who cares why we pick the church that we go to, like the church that we like, engage with the churches that we engage with? Are we at all stirred by the idea that God is restoring the world back to himself? I believe that won't keep us in our chair very long. This is what Acts 3 says when he talks about an only God purpose. Peter's preaching to a massive crowd. In Acts 3, he says this, now repent of your sins and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped away. And then times of refreshment will come from the presence of the Lord. And he will again send you Jesus, your appointed Messiah. For he must remain in heaven until the time for the final restoration of all things, as God promised long ago through his holy prophets. This is one of my favorite verses in the entire Bible. This word restoration, it's used only one time in the entire Bible. And it's meant to talk about Jesus restoring the world back to himself, restoring everything the way he originally intended it. He had this plan, this awesome plan. He creates the world and he calls it good, calls it very good. And he says the restoration of that intent will take place through the local church. And there's an image, there's a perfect picture of what this restoration looks like. And it's your relationship with Christ. That's the picture of what God wants to do for the entire world. And when a church is an only God church, they will have a keen awareness of an only God purpose to participate in the ongoing restoration of all things. Can I get an amen? Come on now, right? I might, maybe. Are we all together here, right? Like it's only a half hour early, right? It's only a half hour early. We're okay. A church that's an only God church will have a keen awareness that there's one mission and that's it. That's a healthy church. A healthy and biblically functioning church. So you're going to experience only God's purpose. Only God's presence. You'll experience only God's presence. Here's what I love about Paul. What is Paul's response when he understands only God's purpose? He says, God's purpose was to display his wisdom, even to the unseen places, His eternal plan which he carried out through Jesus. Because of him, we can go boldly into Christ's throne. When he considers this, when Paul considers this, in verse 14, what does he say? Does he say, we do an outreach, this this massive thing that everyone begins to see and we advertise all over the southern New England region. Does he say that? No. Does he say, we're the best church in the entire region and no one else, everyone's gonna flock to us. Does he say that? What's Paul's response when he considers only God's purpose? I fall to my knees in prayer. What? He falls to his knees under the way of God's purposes and begs and prays for the church. Man, that, I don't know if you've ever had a moment like that when you've considered the things of God so deeply that you couldn't even get out of this idea of praying. I remember one moment that I had right before we, the church we were at right uh, before here, the cha- church called St. James Church, and we, we helped them merge with another one. It was one of the most like, f- like fabulous things we've ever done, one of the most magnificent things we've ever done, one of the most difficult things we've ever done ever up to that point and right before it all happened um, I was in a prayer meeting with, with a bunch of local pastors that were in a big district meeting of pastors of the denomination that I was a part of at the time and I just, I just was praying and I remember feeling this overwhelming sense of God's goodness like just feeling like God you are so good and at that moment feeling like God's gonna do some work at a root level in my life. Like just some deep discipleship, some deep shaping. And, I just, and then I read this verse, Ephesians 3.14, when I think of all this, I, can, I fall to my knees in prayer. I think, God, give me, give me a church. Help our church have that response to your purpose. Help our church at a heart level just not be able to stand underneath the weight of your presence. God, I fall to my knees and I beg you to do the work only you can do. Do we believe that? Like, can we believe that as a church? Like, this is what it says. Man, we believe all the verses about heaven and this is what he says, I just fall to my knees in prayer when I think of your purposes, when I think of your joy, when I think of your glory, I can't help but to pray. I can't help but to glorify you. I can't help but to praise you. A healthy and biblical functioning church will, have, will experience a keen awareness of only God purpose. They'll experience only God presence. They'll stand underneath that. And this is what I believe he's doing to, to help community covenant become a church that only God can get the credit for. He's going to make you, the de- get, get, gonna give you the deepest roots than you could have. Look at what he says. He says it continues. He says, "The Creator of everything in heaven and on earth, I pray that from His glorious, unlimited resources, He will empower you with inner strength." He's going to empower us with inner strength through His Spirit. Then Christ will make His home in your heart, and as you uh, as you trust Him, your roots will grow down deep into God's love and keep you strong. This is the type of only God presence. This is a, a theme throughout the entire Bible is that when you become stronger in Christ, it's an inner strength. It's this like depth to a person. You, you know people like this. It's people that you can hang out with for hours. Do you, you know some of these? These are people who are like, I could swim in your sentences. Like your sentences are so like mind-blowingly like uh, big because of their relationship with Christ. But all throughout the Bible, you see this understanding that you will become like like a tree. <laughs> it's like, like I wanna, when I follow Jesus, I want my life to get better, right? Sometimes that's how we roll in. Maybe just me. Just, just, that's just me, okay. I just want to roll in. I want my life to be great, man. And, and when he says, he's like, okay, here's what you're going to get. If you follow Jesus, if you do all these things, you're going to be like a tree. It's like the worst sales pitch ever, like, like, I have this great thing for you. It's going to be called treeness. And that's when you become a follower of Christ, you're going to be like this tree that's by this water and it's going to, you're going to grow fruit. Come follow me, you creep, right? Like, it's so weird. But throughout the Bible, this understanding, the more we follow Jesus, the more strength that we'll have inside. This depth that is going to be caused and created within us. You want to talk about Patience, have the patience of of Christ working in you. I want to talk about joy. It starts way down deep before it ever comes out. This is why I love this image. Um, If you go to the image of that tree there. like Whenever I think of community covenant, when we first started, Connie and I would think about this. We would talk about this picture way before we ever got to what do we need to do? What do we need to do? We would get here. We would start talking about this way before we ever started talking about this. Don't we, don't we love fruit? Man, we love fruit so much, we go to the store to buy it, we don't even grow it anymore, right? Like, we just love going to do that. We just love this stuff up here. But we know, deep down in our bones, we know, we know this is true, that the life of, that, the, that life in Christ and following Jesus never starts up here it always starts down here. That's why Jesus talks about what's your heart, what's in your heart. That's why the scripture, what comes out of your mouth is evident what's actually happening in your heart. He's always talking about trying to get deeper, trying to go inside, trying to create internal growth way before there's ever fruit. And so we want all of our, you know we want our life to go better, man, that's fruit. I mean, we just want to be more joyful, more patient. Galatians five said that's all the fruit of the spirit. But where does the fruit come from? Healthy roots that goes through the tree. And so he says your roots will grow down deep into what? 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 What should? What is the soil of a healthy tree? The love of God. Man, this this is all just Paul teaching us. This is just the Bible teaching us how to be a biblically functioning church. You want to be an only God church, you gotta have only God purpose, you have to have only God presence. When you understand the purposes of God, you understand the mission of God, it can't do anything but drive you to your knees. You wanna be a healthy man of God? You wanna be a healthy woman of God? You wanna leave a legacy for your kids? Do this work. Do root level work. And you will change your entire family tree. Because only God churches, they experience only God purpose. They experience only God presence. They go to only God power. They experience only God power. This is, he is gonna continue this. He says this in verse 18. And may you have the power to understand all God, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high in how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. He says, he says you need to have the power to understand and to experience. He says, okay, okay. So God's purpose is, right? Reconcile all things, restore all things. Your your relationship with him is the cosmic picture of what he wants to do for the entire world. He says you're gonna experience only God's uh, presence when, when you understand that, you're going to drive it's gonna drive you to your knees to beg God to do that work in you and through you. And you as you do that type of work, as you pray, like your your roots are gonna grow down deeper into God's love. You're gonna have an inner trust and an inner strength. But then you're gonna experience only God power because the more and more and more you do that, the more you the deeper your understanding and the truer your experience. I've been to churches where it's all about understanding. And man, those are boring churches. I'll just be, be clear right now, those are just boring churches. But then you have churches that are all about the experience. I've been to those too and they're crazy. Been there too, man, I've been the crazy one before. And I've made that swing. Like, oh, no, it's all about understanding the Bible and making sure not two or three or more interpret the, you know, whatever. And it's just 1 Corinthians 12. It's the way order. We need order in the church, right? And you have other people like, I just want to tarry in the Lord's presence for the next 12 years of my life at the altar and not do anything else. We've been on either side of that equation, this is what Paul's saying he's like you will have power to understand and power to experience this is why I love John 4 Jesus is always centering us on these moments he says but the time is coming indeed it's here now when true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and in truth the father is looking for those who will worship him that way for God is spirit so do those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth here's the deal gang you're gonna have a power to understand and a power to experience the love of Christ. And what he's saying here is is that truth will inform our minds and his spirit is going to inflame our hearts And the more our minds are informed, the more our hearts are inflamed. And the more our hearts are inflamed, the deeper our drive is to be informed. And we're gonna have this cycle of understanding God's life and his love in the midst of our day-to-day. And here's the deal. If we don't have either a desire to be informed or a desire to be inflamed for him, we're sleeping. And he's not using this church when I say church, I'm not talking about the building, man. I'm not talking about all this stuff. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about all of you here. He's not going to engage that. He's not able to engage the world through your gifts, through your abilities, through your talents, through nothing about that. And so my prayer is this, that we won't have a sleeping church, that we'll have a church that understands the power to understand and the power to experience, and that we will have an inflamed uh, mind and, in, and an inflamed heart so that we can understand all that God's gonna do in us and through us. It's gonna drive us to wanna become more like Christ. And so we have a church. If we're an only God church, we'll experience only God power to understand the depth and the knowledge of the love of Christ. I love that. I love that. But here's the deal. Not only do we experience only God power, at the end of the day, the last verse, he says, I'm gonna experience, we're gonna experience only God praise. That when we are built on the foundation of the love of God, when the church is an only God church, it's put together by God, it's healthy and it's functioning biblically, when that's all taking place, he said this, this is the type of church that he's gonna display his wisdom through. This is the type of church that's, that people are, gonna, all, like even the unseen rulers of principalities, they're going to understand something different about God when a church is this way. He says, not only will you experience the purpose and the power and the presence of what it's like to become an only God church, you're gonna experience only God praise because out of a church that's healthy and biblical there will be a just an open faucet of praise back to God cuz that's when you look back and you say only one thing only God only God could have made this happen only God could have put us here only God could have caused that fruit only God could have done that work and this is what leads Paul to saying this now. Now, all glory to God who is able, through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. I remember when uh, I started as the pastor here. It's almost three years ago. And uh, Paul, boy, is one of our elders, he would come up to me every single week. And he just would say, Now to him, who is able to do immeasurably more, all glory goes to him. He's going to do more than we ask or think. He's going to do more than we ask or think. And here's the deal. The roots of our church are healthy. We're going to be celebrating 50 years coming up. And man, if you know Community Covenant at all, you know the roundabouts. Paul, Paul's back there. <laughs> you know the roundabouts that we've had to do to get here. The roots of our church are, are healthy. And it's only a matter of time. You're going to look back and say, you probably already said it multiple times, you're going to look back and say, now to him who's far, who's able to do far more to him who is able to do far more than we ask or think, it's going to drive us to our knees in praise. It's going to drive us to our knees in praise. Do we have a church that believes that he can? He's capable of doing not only more than we can. You can you believe? Can you imagine that? Like he's able to do more than the thing that you're even asking him to do. This is a word in here for somebody, I believe. Like he's gonna do something in your life that that you can't even ask him for yet. Like you don't have the words to put it together to formulate a request to God. And I think he's gonna do that in the midst of our church because we're a church. That wants to be an only God church. God, help us be an only God church. So that we can look back and say, now to Him who is able to do far more than we ever ask or think. All glory goes to Him. And only God church gives one person glory for this. God, help us. It is not the pastor. I've probably already proved that to you 100%. God help us, it's not the elders. It is not the staff. It is not the volunteers. It is one person. It's Jesus Christ. And so at the center of our church, a church that's healthy, with roots that are growing, functions that are biblical, we're going to be a church that looks back at 2018. 2019 2020 and say only God Only God We're going to look back at 1980 <laughs> and say only God Look we're going to look back in 1988 and say oh, only God 1991 only God 2001 only God 2006 definitely only God We're going to be able to look back and constantly see a trajectory that only God is going to put forth. The question is, church, here we we are. The question is, do you believe that? That's it. Here's what I know about the Lord. He's always going to lay before you the path to growth. And sometimes he's going to make you take a step there. Sometimes he's going to ask you to. And I believe that's where our church is right now. We kind of got to get the path straight out here. Hey, we can be this type of church if we want to. Do you want to take this step to be an only God church? Because when we're an only God church, He will do way more than we can ask or even think. And that's the type of church I want to be a part of.